Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. I draw this language directly as it was pre-written on a post about the great structure around the same time that the Hoover Dam and Empire State Building were being constructed. Big things were also happening on the central coast of California in San Francisco. The Golden Gate Strait is the body of water that separates Marin County from the city of San Francisco and it leads out into the Pacific Ocean. The strait was a massive route destination for travel and cargo ports for trade. At the time, the only way to get across the strait was by a ferry boat. Some of you have been on a ferry boat before, but as you can imagine, it was quite inconvenient. Chief project engineer Joseph B. Strauss took on the vision for the bridge in the early 1920s, and he went through many pushbacks with environmentalists and ferry businesses. As you can imagine, a, a doubtful engineering community and budget difficulties due to the fact they were dealing with the Great Depression. On top of the social difficulties, the article reads that the environmental difficulties were even more severe. As Jack writes, the geography of the area made for consistently violent winds, heavy storms, dense fog, and overall very challenging circumstances for anything, let alone nautical construction. After settling all the disputes, accepting the challenge, and raising funding for the bridge, construction was actually underway January 5th, 1933. The first order of business was to erect the two towers that you'll see on the screen behind me that would support the entire weight of the bridge, starting with the North Tower on the banks of Marin County. After the first, the easier bridge was constructed, the second tower's construction began. It was much more difficult as they needed to establish the tower 1,100 feet off the shore into the strait. A temporary pier was built out to the desired location of the tower, which was destroyed twice during construction. But when you believe in a project, you've just got to keep going after it. Workers had to establish the foundation underwater, regardless of how tough the task, making the second tower a dangerous and a difficult, but not an impossible feat. Because each tower weighs 22,000 tons, and stand 746 feet above sea level. Placement and precision were everything. Next, you'll see the addition of the cables that would hold up the bridge. The cables consisted of thousands of individual wires that were bound together to create two separate mega cables. All in all, 27,572 wires were used, totaling 80,000 miles of wire. That's enough to circle the planet three times just to put it in perspective. 
A ship would drag the initial wires from one side of the strait to the other and cranes were used to hoist the cables up to the top of the towers where they were locked into cradles that would hold on to the cables. After the workers constructed the two mega cables, smaller cables were lowered down throughout the bridge to suspend the framing up for the road itself. Once the whole frame was suspended, the framing mold was filled with concrete and the bridge was close to completion. The workers covered the bridge with a heavy weather sealant paint with brass orange color known as the international orange for optimum visibility through the infamous thick fog and weather of San Francisco. And the bridge was opened on May 27th of 1937, certainly it goes down as one of the greatest construction and engineering feats of all time. It happens, it occurs, and I have both driven across and I have walked across this bridge. In fact, I walked across it one time raising money for missions. Isn't that something? But it was accomplished because when many said it could not happen, there were a handful that said it could. There were a group of determined individuals led by one chief engineer who said, I know that the physical constraints and the environmental constraints and the financial constraints seem overwhelming, but now it goes down as one of North America's greatest construction and engineering feats of all time, known as that Golden Gate Bridge. And while it might expand that vast Straight, And while it might be a level of convenience for commerce, what we are trying to build and what we are trying to be a part of is greater than getting cargo from one side to the other. But we're doing our very best to get involved with getting souls from this shore. And trying our best to get a route that is clear to get souls from this shore to the shore of New Jerusalem. And the truth is this. I know that it is a financial difficulty. I understand that there are many, in many environmental and social and economic difficulties. But I also believe this. That if we will have a mind to work. And I believe we do. If we will have a determination to build the kingdom of God, what we've seen in the last 15 months and what this church has established and seen over the last several decades is that if we make our mind up, there is not a devil in hell that is greater than the power of God. I have a very clear question for everyone in this room tonight. Do you believe God is able? It's my question. Do you believe God is able? Then I'm going to tell you what I believe God is asking of Calvary Tabernacle for 2022. For us to get our hand to the plow. And for us to get our heart and our minds determined to work for the kingdom of God. And not allow the excuses of the age to keep us from building. Uh-huh. If we're looking for excuses, they're everywhere. How many could think of an excuse why we can't have revival? Brother Ross, I give you 10 right now. I give you 10 excuses right now why we can't have revival. But I can give you one 
that'll counteract all of it. If God be for us. If God be for us. This isn't, the, this isn't really the social climate to have revival. If God be for us. This isn't really the financial season to try to do a remodel. Well, we're doing one. You know why? Because we're having revival regardless of what the enemy says, regardless of what the climate says, regardless of what sickness says, regardless of what Dr. Fauci says. Sorry. We're going to do it regardless of whether it's Democratic or Republican or Independent, regardless of what's going on in any nation, in any country, in any tribe, in any tongue. There is going to be a powerful apostolic church in Indianapolis, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. But I'm going to tell you right now, it is not pretty. Give us a pretty answer. Here, I got, a, I got a good idea. Just preach real good and everyone will come. Won't happen. I'll do my part. I'll try. Sing real good and everyone will come. It will not matter if they show up if the bridge cannot support it doesn't matter in 1937 how many people show up to look at the bridge if they don't trust the construction to get them. I'm convicted and convinced all at the same time like what we'll, about what will draw people and what is drawing people right now. Like never before in our nation's history, there is a drawing for churches that know. I, I spoke about it on Friday night, that know what they're doing. And so here's my, here's my pledge to you. 2022, we're going to preach Jesus as much as we've ever preached him before. Preach holiness, righteousness, financial stewardship. We're going to preach this. We're going to work for the kingdom of God in every element. You know, some things are work that we don't call work. We're going to have to work in prayer. Brother Sleva, nobody will believe this, but have you ever had to pray when you didn't feel like it? <clears throat> I know you think Brother Sleva wakes up talking in tongues, and maybe sometimes he does. <clears throat> but there's sometimes you don't feel like praying, right? But you just pray because you work to press through. And I've got to tell you, I'm so thankful that you work for it and that you press through and you push through and you pray and you seek God. When I get on that Zoom prayer at 7 a.m., I try to get on there a couple times a week and I hear people praying and seeking. And Y'all, sometimes prayer is work. But what are we doing? We're dragging cable. We're, we're carrying stone. Brother Williams, what are we doing with, when, when we get a part of these grief classes? Tell you what we're doing. We're trying to rebuild people. It's not easy. We're dealing with devastating loss. You yourself, devastating loss in the last couple of weeks. And yet, why are we doing what we're doing with grief share? Because we want to make sure everyone is healthy enough to work for the kingdom. I want everyone to hear me very clearly. Your greatest calling is to work for the kingdom. Brother Brown, I'll never be able to paint like you. Don't want to. And I, this, I, you, I know you don't like this, so forgive me. I'm only going to do it once, maybe. Uh, maybe. 
But I've lost track of how many times I'll walk in here, he's in a classroom or he's up here painting and, and work. Nobody else is around and kind of prefers it that way. But you know what it is? Every roll of the paintbrush, it's service to the kingdom. It's service to the kingdom. I can't even imagine how many tens of thousands of square feet that you've painted over the years behind the scenes. And there's people all around you. You know how nice it looked for Christmas season and then we just showed back up and miraculously it was gone? Little elves didn't come in and carry it away. It's not how it works. Unless Sister Fields and... I shouldn't have started naming names. A bunch of them came in. I, I came in the other day. The, the, the Schaefer's, a whole, whole group of them, just busy, just kingdom workers. What were they doing? Man, there was white flocking everywhere. That white stuff that looks real pretty here, it was everywhere. Where's Brother Golden? I'm sorry, Brother Golden. It was everywhere. Probably burnt the vacuum up. How did it happen? How's it look so nice? People just working for the kingdom. You know kingdom work is running a vacuum? Do you know that we have children here in our Sunday school department that people pick up every service? That's kingdom work. That's kingdom work. Oh, man, I'm feeling a burden now. It's kingdom work when nobody else. Do you recognize that almost every, I'd say every day of the week, every day of the week, we have people in the hospital. Brother McDoran, someone from that team, has people praying in the hospital and going into different areas and setting and visiting and praying. And You never know how valuable it is until you're the person that needs it. Then you recognize that's kingdom work. Brother Gray, Brother Gray wouldn't embarrass Brother Gray, but Brother Gray does an amazing job. He's helped host so many funerals at this. No one does it better. In my opinion, no one does it better. Brother Gray's done amazing. I was talking to him earlier, though. 550-some funerals they've, they've done this year. And we've had so many, 20 apostolic funerals in the last little bit. So many that we've hosted here. How does it happen with such a spirit of excellence? People just working behind the scenes. What happens in, in, our, in our services where we bring these babies up and we dedicate these children and we pray over their family? That's kingdom work. It's kingdom work. When some saint of God brings a gift card to a family, somebody that remembers what it's like to pay for diapers. Woo How many remember diapers cost money? You want to really bless them, change a diaper for them. That'll... What are we doing with the nursery? You know how many mothers have told me at different events this year simply because we had a nursery that was going along. Brother Healy, isn't this the truth? We had nursery or daycare happening at the same time with an event. We'd have young couples that would come up to us in tears and say, we never could have been here if it wasn't for the daycare, if it wasn't for the nursery. Why are we? That's kingdom work. It's kingdom work. It's not glamorous. It's not social media. Nobody puts it on social media and says, Woo! Change 17 diapers. It stinks. Sometimes kingdom work does. Sometimes it does stink. But I'm going to tell you what we're doing. We're working so that every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that walks into this place will know this much. Those people love God and they love me. Those people love God and they love me. I've got to meet with families this last month that have told me we have never felt God like this. 
That's what we want. We want, here's what we want in 2022. We want, when I walked, when I walked the Golden Gate Bridge that day, brother, brother Aaron, when I walked that Golden Gate Bridge, I was surrounded by all kinds of people, all kinds of people. There were people not even a part of the walk that were just on the same bridge. We didn't look alike. We didn't dress alike. But we were on the same bridge trying to get from here to there. My prayer in 2022 is that everyone that steps onto this bridge knows this is a safe. What about us? We don't have any church history. Oh, you don't need any. What about us? We don't have a, we don't have a last name. We don't have a Calvary pedigree. Oh, that's okay. A bunch of us don't have a Calvary pedigree. You, just come get on the bridge and we're going to do this. We're going to work together and we're going to bind our hands together and we're going to... Nehemiah purposed in his heart that he must rebuild the wall because there had been persecution. How many know that the enemy desires to steal, kill, and destroy? His objective has not changed. He has always been trying to destroy the church. Dr. Anderson... I can let you know, I don't need any gift of prophecy. I don't need any great discernment. I can tell you his plan for the music program this year. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. As sure as I woke up this morning and as sure as I wake up tomorrow morning, that'll be his plan. And every devil in hell, that is their plan. But the plan and the objective of God has changed neither. His objective is that we might have life and life more abundantly. The walls have been broken down. They are lying in ruins, and Nehemiah gets the allowance to go. He gets the permission, and he even gets the building supplies. Praise God. Wouldn't that be something? Even gets the supplies with all of their expense, and then is able to secure the laborers. Not without work, but with work. And they begin on a 52-day ultimate building project. I said, God, it's only 52 days. And the Lord, I felt like the Lord said, well, I'm going to give you 52 weeks. <laughs> I want you to take this year. And I don't want you to be there. I don't want you to let there be one week that you have to say you didn't work with everything you had for the kingdom of God. I don't want to get to the end of one week and Calvary have to say that we didn't give it everything we had to reach for souls and to build the kingdom. I want to build the king. I think we're going to start new ministries this year that have never been in existence in Calvary Tabernacle. We're going to have to. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it's a weird world, but none of this has taken God by surprise. How many believe that? None of this is overwhelming God. So what do we have to do? We've got to build. Here's the problem. Anytime you try to build the kingdom, you have to deal with the assailants. There's always a villain. <laughs> Our villain has never changed. What about old Sanballat? Sanballat? What about Tobias? Mocking them. Giving them verbal assaults. Really wanting to kill them. Really wanted what he wanted to do. Really wanted to destroy them. Yelling things at them. Making fun of their building. Don't you know that's true? If a fox ran across that wall, it would crumble. 
I like to have backhanded Sam Ballard. I just Come on. That's one of the worst things for a man is a man to be building something and somebody to emasculate him. Try to make fun of him. You know what they were trying to do? Let's get in his head because if we can get in his head, we can get in his spirit. If I can get in his head, I'll get him disgruntled and make him stop working. You need to know this. Most of the time when the enemy is being the loudest, he's intimidated the most. Most of the time when he's really jabbering at you, it's because he knows if they keep building. If they, oh, I feel my preach coming right now. I feel help in this room right now. Most of the time when the enemy is looking at you and saying you ought to stop building or we're going to destroy you or if a fox ran across that, it's because the enemy knows if they stick with it. If they stick with it, they're going to accomplish this. In spite of insurmountable odds, those people got together and they began to build and they began to rebuild and they began to establish. And even though they had to listen to criticism, they had, the, they had a leader that just kept saying, we're going to build anyway. We're going to build whether they like it or not. We're going to build whether they make fun of us or Come on, sometimes you just got to look back at your enemies and recognize that they are a distraction from hell to keep you from your kingdom mission. And we've got to build any way. And that's what I feel like doing. I feel like building anyway. Building in spite of the devil. Building in spite of the sickness. Building in spite of financials. Building in spite of it all. Tobias, I don't hear you. Sanbel, I don't hear you. I feel like building the kingdom of God. So how do we build the kingdom of God? You build the kingdom of God in any way you can serve. Say, well, I'm not a singer. Good news, you don't have to. Between the months of May, June, and July, we're going to be completely remodeling this sanctuary. We're going to be completely remodeling. We're going to, we're going to, put, an, we're going to put an absolutely first-class look on this sanctuary. We got, members by the, we got visitors by the droves coming in this place, but that's not why we're doing it. I want to tell you why we're remodeling this place. We're remodeling this place because you, for you, for this church, for Calvary Tabernacle, and because I've had 6,732 requests and only 1,600 members. So, <laughs> And it's going to take a lot of workers. It's going, to take, it's going to take people to carry pews, not bricks. It's going to take people to tear carpet. But I believe by July, every person that walks in this building is going to say, does it really matter? I think it does. I think, I think, Brother Gwaltney, I think it does. I think he's worthy of the people getting together and working together and putting our hearts and our minds and our efforts and our energy together. And so we're going to do physical things. How many know we're doing physical things with our campuses? Not just here, but Greenwood. Can be. But we got to do more than just build physically. We got program work to do. Brother Hauk, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not satisfied with where our middle marrieds are. Brother Henderson, I'm not satisfied with where our young marrieds are. I'm going to say it publicly right now. I think on Sunday morning, this place ought to be filled with young marrieds and middle marrieds that are, that are all in the front of this place. I don't think that our young married couples should be our perimeter seats. If you're there tonight, I didn't preempt you. I'm sorry. 
Here's why. You're the strongest we got. You're the strongest we've got. And we need your leadership. Our elders that have been, is this all right? I hope this is all right. I'm already deep into it. I believe in 2022, it can be a year of growth for us physically, mentally, and spiritually. Where our younger generation of leaders, not just our elders, but now the younger generations, middle marrieds and young marrieds, can begin to lead our families to the forefront of leadership in the church and say, we're going to be a family that worships you. We're going to be a family that serves you. We're going to be kingdom builders in 2022. That's why in 2022, we're having special emphasis on our families, two different times. February, anybody that's married needs to be here. What are the dates? 10th, 11th, 12th, I think it is. Everybody needs to be here. Is that right? 11th, 12th, 13th? 11th and 12th, and then the 13th, he's staying over for that Sunday. Need to be here. Need to be a part of that. Why? Because we're building the kingdom. We cannot build the kingdom and not focus on marriages. Anyone that is single or not married, that is not at the expense to, of you. That is to aid you as well. Strong churches have strong marriages. Come on, I don't need to spell this out. What assassination has taken place to marriages and relationships, even trying to redefine it constitution. Come on, we need marriages to be strong. I know that's, that that's not popular in the world. I know Tobias has a lot to say about that. But we're going to build this space on the wall. We're going to carry that. We're going to carry that stone. And Sam Ballet says, do whatever you want. They're still going to fall apart. And I'm going to say, you're a liar. You're an intimidator. Mm, I feel a, I feel a. We've got to build it. That's part of building the kingdom. We're going to have a Spanish revival in 2022. We got a Spanish revival already scheduled. We got Brother Ryan Crosley, one of the greatest, one of the greatest Spanish pastors in North America, coming in. To, I think it's going to be explosive. I don't know if Brother Vite's here. It's going to be absolutely. Where are you? Oh, he's translating. Well, translate this. I forgot you translating. You know why he's translating? Because we're already having a Spanish revival right here in the main sanctuary. Some people don't think this matters. I want everyone that you translate to to hear me. We love you here at Calvary. We are so glad you are a part of Calvary Tabernacle. You belong here, and I'm building this part of the wall. We're building this kingdom together. But Brother Kilman, it will not be just Spanish. It will open the door. For the house, we'll have a great multicultural revival right here. Many ethnicities. We've got too many ethnicities represented in Indianapolis for just us handful of English speakers to go to heaven. I know it, child. Listen, doing translation is work, but it's good work. Buying equipment is... How many know it's good work? Brother, Brother Means, I'm picking on Brother Means for a second. Brother Means, remember we were standing out there in the parking lot and I pointed at that awning. I said, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any way, if you could just, there was a, an awning from the old school that had been there since 1902. 
most of the letters were missing. Every time I pulled into the parking lot, I looked at that thing. And, and I just happened, the stars aligned just right, that we were in the parking lot at the same time. I said, Brother Means, you think? And he said, I'll get it down. It's like great confidence. I did nothing but said that, and I was like, all right. Strode into the building, came back like a week later, and it was just gone. That's kingdom work. You know that, right? Some of the most precious members of this church are nonverbal little kids. Beautiful. Little children that are nonverbal, maybe non, not hardly responsive. We have some beautiful autistic children, some incredible families in this church that the average person, I'm going to tell you right now, if, you, if you've never met them and you've never taken the opportunity, we have a powerful, able ministry right here in this church. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's kingdom work. That's kingdom That's kingdom work. I'll tell you something else that's been happening at Calvary Tabernacle over the last six months. We have a lot of people that have never been a part of a Pentecostal church like this that have walked into our church and said, it's different here. What is, it's different here. Don't know that I feel it, but I sure like it. Or don't know that I understand it, but I sure like it. Coming and setting in meetings. Here's what I think they're feeling, Brother Lopez. The wall is secure. The bridge will hold us. I think we, I think we can, ah, uh, yeah. Gloria a Dios. I heard it. I want a room full of that. Forgive me. I want a room, I want a room full of that. I want, I want an entire room full of people who look different and eclectic. That's kingdom work. And not just because it's the color of their skin. All different walks of life, all different areas. But in order to accomplish this, in order to accomplish this, all of our leaders have been given the challenge. What are you going to work to do?